Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. What an incredible day of news it has been. We start with some breaking news here. President Trump, according to Senator Mitch McConnell, is going to sign on to this border deal. There is a lot of pitfalls in this thing, but President Trump is going to sign it and then going to declare a national emergency at our southern border. Here's what Mitch McConnell said earlier this afternoon on the Senate floor. I've just had an opportunity to speak with President Trump. And he, I would say to all my colleagues, has indicated he's prepared to sign the bill. He will also be issuing a national emergency declaration at the same time. And I've indicated to him that I'm going to prepare, I'm going to support the national emergency declaration. That is new news. Remember, Senator McConnell just recently said, look, I do not want to have to declare a national emergency. A lot of Republicans were not supporting <clears throat> excuse me, that path forward as far as building a border wall. Now Mitch McConnell having a change of tune. A couple things you got to think about here is why is he abdicating their responsibility? Remember, the appropriations of the money should be coming out of Mitch McConnell, not necessarily a national emergency situation. I've talked about this before. I know we're all excited or many people are that, hey, President Trump, he's a fighter, going to finally get this border wall built the way he wants to do it. The challenge is if you do it through a national emergency, we said this earlier, what's now going to stop a Democrat president from saying, hey, remember, Bernie Sanders on the campaign trail, the biggest existential threat facing America today, he says, is climate change. What if Bernie Sanders was to declare a national emergency and says we got to keep all fossil fuels in the ground? Sounds ridiculous, right? And this is this. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, said this about national emergencies earlier today. You want to talk about a national emergency? Let's talk about today, the one-year anniversary of another manifestation of the epidemic of gun violence in America. That's a national emergency. Why don't you declare that emergency, Mr. President? Obviously alluding to the fact that, hey, Many people on the left are going to say that gun violence in America is a national emergency. Thus, here comes the gun grab, possibly, if there is a Democrat president that wants to go out and declare a national emergency. Our heart goes out to the people of Parkland. It is the one-year anniversary today from the Parkland High School shooting. And this is where it becomes a very, very slippery slope. We'll see how this thing plays out. Now, in other breaking news today as well, this happened earlier, but former FBI acting director Andrew, Andrew McCabe, the person, remember, that uh, is being investigated by a grand jury for what they say, lack of candor because he lied to investigators. Just got to create that context for you. He's going to be on 60 Minutes this Sunday. He's also pitching his new book, so keep that in mind as you listen to these excerpts. But this is an excerpt from the interview uh, where he talks about the eight days between where Jim Comey was fired and then they appointed special counsel Bob Mueller. When Jim Comey was fired, remember, Andrew McKay became the acting FBI director. So what I'm about to share with you, I want you to just keep in mind what we've already talked about here with the Senate Intelligence Committee saying there is no collusion. There is no collusion right now what's happening with President Trump in Russia. As you listen to this, I do want you to ask yourself, We've been talking about a lot on this show. Many of you in the past are like, oh, Berg, come on. Listen to what I'm going to share with you from Andrew McCabe and Scott Pelley and ask yourself, is there a deep state in America? Was there, is there a silent coup to remove a duly elected president of the United States of America? I was speaking to the man who had just run for the presidency and, and, and won the election for the presidency. 
and who might have done so with the aid of the government of Russia, our most formidable adversary on the world stage. And that was something that troubled me greatly. Keep in mind, Andrew McCabe also testified under oath that the biggest reason that those FISA warrants were taken out was because, and they wouldn't have been taken, there would have been no FISA warrants if it wouldn't have been for that fake, salacious dossier. That's what uh, Mr. McComey called the dossier, not my words, Jim Comey's words about that dossier. Without it, no FISA warrants. That's the same gentleman that said that under oath in testimony. So. Think about that, and then here's what Scott Pelley, he was on CBS this morning earlier today talking about the interview that he had with Andrew McCabe. Listen closely to what I'm about to share with you. There's a little bit longer sound bite, but again, is there a deep state in America? Was there a silent coup to remove a duly elected president of the United States? The most illuminating and surprising thing in the interview to me were these eight days in May yeah. when all of these things were happening behind the scenes that the American people really didn't know about. There were meetings at the Justice Department in which it was discussed whether the vice president and a majority of the cabinet could be brought together to remove the president of the United States under the 25th Amendment. These were the eight days from Comey's firing to the point that Robert Mueller was appointed special counsel. And the highest levels of American law enforcement were trying to figure out what to do with the president. And I just want to put a finer point on that because there has been reports but I don't believe there has been a source that went on the record to confirm that the 25th Amendment was discussed about removing the president. So McCabe is saying that that was discussed. Absolutely. McCabe, uh, Nora, as you point out, is the very first person involved in these meetings who has come out and spoken publicly. That there was a discussion underway about removing the president of the United States. There, they were counting noses. They were not, not asking cabinet members whether they would vote for or against removing the president, but they were speculating this person would be with us, that person would not be, and they were counting noses in that effort. Folks, that's the kind of stuff that happens in Russia. Let me ask you a question. When you think about this, Andrew McCabe, Rod Rosenstein, the people that were sitting here, as he says, counting noses to see if they wanted to utilize the 25th Amendment of the United States, which is where you're saying, hey, the president's incapable to exercise his duties. Okay, that's what the 25th Amendment is about. But let me ask you this question. How many of you out there listening right now voted for Andrew McCabe? Anybody vote for Andrew McCabe? Anybody vote for Jim Comey? Any of you out there vote for Rod Rosenstein? How about this one? How about Bob Mueller? This guy's untouchable right now. Anybody out there vote for Bob Mueller? I know I didn't. And yet you've got unelected, deep state, career, supposedly sainted FBI people sitting in a room. Now, Rod Rosenstein's denied this, but wondering if they should wire themselves to go and sit with the duly elected, duly elected president of the United States of America because they want him removed. Now, I want to share this quickly because if you watch this show regularly, I've told you now for quite some time, folks, just wait. Just wait as there's more sunshine that is put on these FISA warrants, the things that have happened within the DOJ and the FBI, because when things start to turn, it's going to be like the light hitting the cockroaches. They will start to turn on each other. So, of course, you see what Andy McCabe says there. He says that Rod Rosenstein was very serious about wearing a wire, 
to go in to talk to President Trump, to inflict the 25th Amendment. Rod Rosenstein, the DOJ, has denied these allegations, if you will. I want to share with you a little bit about the statement that the DOJ put out. If we can bring this up for our audience, please, and I can share this with you. He says, hey, as the specific portions of this interview provided to the Department of Justice by 60 minutes in advance, the Deputy Attorney General again rejects Mr. McCabe's recitation of events as inaccurate and factually incorrect. The Deputy Attorney General never authorized any recording that Mr. McCabe references. Notice recording, not necessarily wearing a wire, but recording. As the Deputy Attorney General previously stated, based on his personal dealings with the President, there is no basis to invoke the 25th Amendment, nor was the Deputy Attorney General in a position to consider invoking the 25th Amendment. Folks, they are beginning to turn on each other. Why? Because they know that the Mueller investigation is going to be a nothing burger when it comes to collusion with Russia. So you've got McCabe coming out and saying one thing, Rod Rosenstein saying another, which, by the way, why then, if Rod Rosenstein is willing to put out this statement, why won't he testify under oath to a House or Senate panel? He's been requested to do so. You know that the Senate Judiciary Committee with Lindsey Graham now is going to call him in. And if they need to, they need to subpoena Rod Rosenstein to get to the truth on this situation. I want to share with you quickly what President Trump tweeted out earlier today when he saw the news about Andrew McKay making these statements. Here's what President Trump tweeted out. Disgraced FBI acting director Andrew McCabe pretends to be a poor little angel when in fact he was a big part of the crooked Hillary scandal and the Russia hoax. A puppet for leaking James Comey. The IG report on McCain was devastating, part of an insurance policy in case I won. He goes on to say this as well, meaning President Trump, Many of the top FBI brass were fired, forced to leave, or left. McCabe's wife received big dollars from Clinton people for her campaign. He gave Hillary a pass. McCabe is a disgrace to the FBI and a disgrace to our country. Make America great again. Folks, this is the silent coup, the deep state that President Trump has had to navigate here for the past two-plus years and I think it's pretty stunning. We'll see more, obviously, from this interview on Sunday in 60 Minutes. But when you just hear Scott Pelley there say yes, they had people there counting noses. Who in the cabinet would say, yeah, let's invoke the 25th Amendment to remove a duly elected president? And I keep saying the full term here in the United States of America because it's unfathomable, folks. But those are, according to McCabe, the conversations that we're having. Producer Josh, I want to move on to the uh, Mitch McConnell situation. If you watch the show regularly, as of late, I've been referring to Mitch McConnell, and you're going to see that it's endearingly as cocaine Mitch. I want to share with you, somebody called into the show last night and asked this. Why do you call Mitch McConnell cocaine Mitch? Just wondering. Thank you. Bye. So sometimes you got to have a sense of humor in this world, in this business. I want to share with you the story behind this entire scenario <clears throat> for Cocaine Mitch. You may or may not know this, but there was a, a Senate race in West Virginia. Don Blankenship was running. He was hoping to obviously outseat Joe Manchin. And, and Don Blankenship, <laughs> he's a convicted felon. You know, not, not the most upstanding guy. Let's put it nicely. I want to share with you a little bit one of uh, Don Blankenship's ads and what he had to say. I will beat Joe Manchin and ditch cocaine Mitch for the sake of the kids. <laughs> if you see the entire ad, you can, I'm going to ditch cocaine Mitch and it's for the kids. It's, it's 
unbelievable. It looks like a parody ad, all right? But I will say this, because after Don Blankenship lost, Senator Mitch McConnell was like, okay, you want to play that game, Don? I'm going to have some fun with you as well. Here's what he tweeted out after Don Blankenship lost. <clears throat> Cocaine Mitch says, thanks for playing, Don. And if you know that picture there of Mitch McConnell, <clears throat> hopefully you know the reference. And I'm going to share with you what it comes from specifically. It's from Netflix Narcos, which was the show about, you know, Pablo Escobar and that whole deal. That's where the Cocaine Mitch thing comes from. And Mitch McConnell was having fun with it. Many of you are like, Berg, stop calling him Cocaine Mitch. But actually, Mitch McConnell thought it was funny. Here's what he said in Politico after uh, this whole tweet thing came out. He says, you know what? I kind of actually enjoyed it. He says, sort of softened my image. Don't you think? <laughs> so that is the, the history. I hope you know for me that it sometimes is sort of an endearing way for Mitch McConnell because... Mitch does some great things, obviously, with the judges, but I'm not the biggest fan of Senator Mitch McConnell, so we're having some fun, lighten up. <clears throat> That's the history of the cocaine Mitch term that I use.